This Fab FM podcast is proudly brought to you by Bendigo Bank, Port Douglas and Mossman. Offering a full range of competitive banking products and technology you'd expect from a big bank with the personal service and care you'd expect from us. Furthermore, the Port Douglas branch is now excited to announce its new location at the Saltwater Building, Shop 9, 26 to 30 Macrossan Street. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Well, Richard Pascoe, our tech guy, has been away for a little while. Now, he didn't give us a note. He's been missing in action, but I know he's got a lot of things on his plate at the moment. So we did take a break for a few weeks, but he is back. Hello, Richard. Hello, Paul. I'm like, Jesus, I've risen from the dead. Is that you, too soon? You are, No, it's not too soon. No, it's been uh, quite a while. So that, that is fine. That it's is fine. Easter. It's not Easter, so it's like I can make that joke, people. There you right. go. All right. Uh, now, we're going to talk about, first up, the iPod. Now, it's celebrating 20 years since the iPod. It doesn't seem that long, but uh, it's funny because uh, Marion just got our iPod out the other day, and I went, oh, the old iPod, and it's in my favourite colour, which is pink. But uh, the iPod, we don't use it so much today. Things have moved on, Richard. They have. We've, we've got the iPhone now, Paul. But back on October 23rd, 2001, um, Steve Jobs introduced the, the iPod, and it did change the future of music. The iPod was this small device that allowed you to carry 1,000 songs in your pocket. Now, Paul, Apple has long been praised for giving people exactly what they didn't know they wanted. Right. And the iPod proved this. That's a good statement. Do you like that no, one, Paul? But it is true. It is absolutely true. As far as marketing is concerned, Apple is, like, amazing with their marketing. Oh, they are. They, they really are. Um, so, you know, 20 years ago, Steve said that music is a part of everyone's life, which it is. It's been around forever. It's not going anywhere. But it had to evolve. Now, the iPod was stopped being made in 2019 because Apple had shifted its focus uh, to streaming music on there as well and we had the iphone which basically took the place of the ipod now the main selling for the ipod it was ultra portable it could fit in a pocket in your pocket um it was a bit over 10 centimeters tall six centimeters wide and two centimeters thick on there as well it weighed about 180 grams um now if we look at the iphone 13 range today um we can see we can get a one terabyte drive on our iPhone. That's 200 times the size of the first iPod. Uh, you know, it's amazing how we've come that far. Now, to me, one of the big impacts on the music industry was that suddenly we could buy one song, not a whole album, mm. which is a great thing because there are lots of albums out there which have got one-hit wonders and you don't want to buy all the other crap that came with it. You're right, those one-hit wonders, if you had to buy one of them, you had to buy the whole lot, and there was some garbage on those albums. And I've got to say that when the iTunes store opened up, because we have the iPod there, a um, few of the record companies very slow to come over to it because they hated uh, the thought that suddenly people could go along and pay a dollar twenty-five for a song because they wanted their um, $30 out, out of people as well. So, you know, Sony were one of the big, uh, companies out there and they used to use a drug reference being you know, able to get one hit off an album um, which they absolutely hated so yes Yes, and now the, the thing that I loved about the iPod was up until that time when I did my jogging or I went for a walk, 
I would have my uh, CD play. You remember those uh, mobile oh, CD yeah. players? You'd strap them to your belt. <laughs> yep. And uh, the thing would go up and down, and sometimes the CD would jump because you hit a hit a <laughs> you hit a divot in the in the in the lawn or whatever. And yeah. uh, but uh, when the when the iPod came out, it was so light to stick in your ear skyrocket. It was great. And I've actually got a Sony uh, Walkman as well. Oh, have you kept it, have you? Cassettes. I've still got it. Bright yellow, waterproof. Strap it on your (laughs) wrist and look like the biggest dickhead of all time. Hang on, hang on. Strap it to your wrist. Oh, no, my, my, uh, my, my hip. Put it on your belt on your hip. You said your, you said your wrist. Yeah, I know. Sorry, sorry, folks. I didn't mean wrist. I meant my belt. So yes. Yes. Now, uh, in the uh, segment that we have towards the end, which is what us off, I'm going to um, have a little go at Apple over the iPod. Okay. All right. Hold on, folks. Are you intrigued? I'm very intrigued, Paul. But people out there. They're also saying, my God, what's Richard going to have a go at today? Because I've left oh. a few on my wake at the moment, haven't I, Paul? Oh, you certainly have. And a lot of them that I have nothing to do with. But that's another that's story. It is. We are talking with our tech guy, Richard Pascoe. Richard, uh, online privacy code would require social media and gaming sites to get parental consent for minors. What is this about? So for people out there who go on, you know, have got kids out there, um, they go on social media sites, but you're going to have to, down the track, authorise your kids, prove that they're at least 16 years old to go along and use uh, your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok, all of those basic sites. If they've got an Xbox console, to log on to that, the PS5, to prove their age on there as well. It's not a bad idea. But as with the government, I always worry sometimes about how they're going to do these things. So if they're under the age of 16, parental or guardian consent must be obtained before collecting, using or disclosing any personal information. I don't think that's worth a cup full of cold water. I really don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all well and good announcing this sort of thing. I don't know how they're going to enforce it properly because there'll be loopholes in there as well. But what this reminded me of, Paul, is the, that England tried to float uh, an idea to make sure that if you were to go to an adult website, which had pictures of men or women doing various things, Paul, I'm cleaning this up immensely for you, they thought it'd be a good idea that you had to go to the post office to get a license for it. <laughs> yes. Uh, the post office where Fred and Mary know you intimately, if you'll pardon the expression. Yes. Yeah. So standing by the counter, thanks, Mary. Can I have my porn license, please? <laughs> yes. It didn't go down too well, Paul. It certainly wouldn't have gone down. Well, Richard, we all have too many programs starting on our computer, uh, and you end up just getting so many programs on there. So what do we do? What's the sensible thing to do? Stop them loading at startup on there as well. Every time we install a pro, so when we get the computer, it's got the bare minimum programs on it, starts nice and quick, doesn't it, Paul? We're all happy with it. Quick as when a flash. It, quick as a flash. And then a year later, we put 30 programs on there as well, and it starts to slow down, and it's, it's not as quick as it used to be. That's why I always hear. So you don't need everything to load at startup as well. So... What I've done is I've put all the instructions, and I'll go through them very briefly on there, but they're all up on my website, which we'll give you at the end. So whether you're on Windows 10 or 11, 
there is a thing called Task Manager. Now, if you look for Task Manager, there is a Startup tab on there, and you can stop everything loading from that. On an Apple computer as well, you've got your login profile, and it shows you everything that starts up at Startup on that. You can stop all of those as well. Your computer will thank you people for doing it, and it will be making a more pleasant experience for you. But as I said, all the instructions are actually up on the website right now, Paul. That's terrific. Now, apart from the fact that Richard will tell you that website of his, we also put a link to it below the podcast, the one you're listening to at the moment as well. Now, Richard Pascoe, our tech guy, on to the crap tech item of the week. And this is a little bit controversial, I would suggest. It is, Paul. Do you remember the COVID Safe app? Oh yes, it didn't seem to. It did, didn't seem to go anywhere. Didn't seem to work either. I've got to say, you had to stand next to Billy for fifteen minutes before it recorded their details. Um, as well, it was great in theory, but in practice, it never worked as well. Believe it or not, Paul, as of October this year, we'd spent nine point one million dollars on it, which launched in April twenty twenty. Now that includes $2.7 million, which were given Amazon Web Services, which was to host it. Now, the remainder of the cash was spent on, and I'm going to give you the government statement here, Paul, mm-hmm. a series of capabilities that have been used from the market, ranging from the use of strategy services, development services, and also legal services. I have no idea what that statement actually means, Paul, at all. It sounds like uh, conditions that you, you, you know, the conditions that you always agree to and you never read. Yeah, no, nobody understands that as all. They got asked lots of questions about it as well. They said there were 7.7 million COVID app safe registrations, but they had no idea how many people actually downloaded the app and then deleted. We're not using it anymore, people. We QR code much more user-friendly. We've got used to that now. So uh, the COVID safe app, may it rest in peace. Yes. It, uh, well, we got we got rid of it at one stage because it was useless. But uh, I've got to say, and I'm, I'm often highly critical of the Queensland government because, you know, they are the Queensland government. But uh, I've got to say their QR code that they came up with initially seemed to be the first one in Australia. It may not have been, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the code they come up with, and we still use on a daily basis, is the best I have ever used. It was set up beautifully. It works beautifully. And every person, every retail outlet, every restaurant, every business that I've been to has been highly praising that particular yeah. code. Did, did you ever use that one at all? Uh, I've used QR code. I think I've used QR codes up with you. We we got a QR code one down here. I think that I think the state government's doing a great job on QR codes. What, really what's what's Q stand for? Because I thought initially it was Queensland registration. Uh, see, I I think see I think that QR code came out of Queensland, and that's why it's called the QR code. No, it actually stands for quick response. Hello. I knew that. I was just testing you and you you passed with flying colours. Thanks, Paul. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, is that it for the yeah the old rest in peace COVID app? That's it, mate. Rest in peace. Yes, yep. indeedy. Yes, indeedy. Okay, we move along to what us off. What you off, Richard? You've heard of the Extinction Rebellion group, haven't you, Paul? 
There is a group of protesters running around Australia at the moment called the Extinction Rebellion. I saw them yesterday. They, they're all in black and they've got dead bodies or they're carting around dead bodies and doing protests like that. Oh, my goodness. Now, we have one of them down here, to a, one group to a protest. And normally when you've got a protest, Paul, you've got a couple of hundred people roll up. Right, you know that's a bit of a popular protest. A couple of hundred people yeah. roll up. These folks got four <laughs> roll up in Adelaide. Now, were, in Adelaide, now they erected a teepee, but their big thing <laughs> at the moment is right. They glue themselves to the road when traffic's coming past. Well, leave them there to run right over them. <laughs> be a bit bumpy, but they'll be all right. I <laughs> have. I do not support that last statement from Richard Pascoe. He's at it again. <laughs> What people expect from me, Paul. I, you know, if you want to annoy the general public, not get your message across, I don't think gluing yourself to the road is the way to go. I think all that does is piss off everybody out there, doesn't get your message across, and a teepee. For the love of God, why would you erect a teepee? And they stood on top of it, and they had to hold one of them off the teepee. Oh, they're, and they're protesting about this climate change. All of these people that follow that silly old, what's her name, Greta Thunberg or whatever a flamer name is. <laughs> what's her name? The climate the change girl. Kid. Yeah, well, she's a kid, and she's a uh, she's uh, has a mental health issue. I'm I'm afraid, and uh, people are following this uh, this silly, silly girl uh, whose parents really should put her in some sort of facility to get proper help. They well, they should. It's it's not what she's spurting out. It's the way she's doing it. She's she's a very angry young girl, and I I just think she has mental health issues, and she needs to be cared for in a proper way. And you know what. Kids, kids like that, I understand you're concerned about the planet, all that. But you know, I have some fun kids. Yeah, it's I mean, the life's a bit too life's a bit too serious. I mean, you know, you know, when you were thirteen, you know, when Paul and I were thirteen years old, you know, we, we were more interested in changes in our body than the climate. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I was very interested in girls, uh, as you were. That, oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but no. uh, can you imagine a, a Greta Thunberg having a birthday party? Imagine what sort of party that would be. Somebody would say, here's a, here's a cake for you. How many, how many carbon credits did it take to make it? And for God's sake, don't light the candles. Oh, don't light the candle. What gets me is that Greta Thunberg, she's this, you know, climate person who want to sa- wants to save the planet. We're all dead. We're all z- we're all doomed. Flies around in a jet all around the world, uh, uh, causing pollution. <laughs> yep. S- Another thing silly about girl. the climate, while, while we're on this, folks, yep. I'm all for the farmers on this decision because they wanted to cut cut the methane gas emissions down by 25 percent in australia do not understand that all and can i just say i've got a a, a thing i I did bring up many many episodes before if you work for a university and your job is strapping plastic bags to the back of cows asses you need to have a good hard look at yourself and get another job yes and can you imagine what does your daddy do when when the kids asked at school oh he prevents farts from cows Captive yeah. them. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't work this thing out. It, it's a real thing, apparently, and they attach something to a cow's bum to, you know, to capture the fart. Yes, yeah. From universities, go around and study all this thing. I, I really, you don't understand it. Interesting, it's studying like, yeah. that. Oh, fascinating is the answer, Paul. So you hold onto the plastic bag and you float over by six six farms as you float away. You'd be like that bloke out of Up. 
with all the balloons. <laughs> That's right. That'd be amazing catching it. I guess you catch it and then you do up the bag really tight. <laughs> and for the love of God, don't trip and fall on it as you're going down there. Yes. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Hold on. I've got one more for you. Oh, okay. Right? It's not a job for a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, listen, nearly time to go, but I've got my one that f***s me off, and that is Apple. Right. The iPod. When I, when I had my first iPod, right, certain model, yes, it was a li- it was a different shape, right, and then they brought out yep. the longer one, yep. And when I slipped it into my Bose speaker, it wouldn't fit, so I got onto the Apple people, and they said, "No, you've got to buy a brand new speaker." I said, "I'm not doing that. This is yep. ridiculous." Because they had changed the fittings below so that I couldn't use my old speaker. I had to buy a new speaker. And I said, I'm not doing that. Anyway, they said, get stuffed. Uh, That was Apple. Um, And so what I did was I contacted Bose in Sydney, the beautiful speaker people. And if you ever want a a speaker, folks, go for a Bose. It is fantastic. B-O-S-E. And the technician at Bose said, Paul, he he happened to know me. He said, oh, you Paul Macon. I used to live in Adelaide, he said. And I said, oh, fantastic, mate. And so what he did was he said, if you send me that Bose speaker, I will fix it up for you. And when it came back, I put the iPod in and it worked. That's very good. Well done, Bose. Thank you, Bose, for that. You are fantastic people. Of course, we've moved on from there. But what I'm suggesting to you is the Apple people could have used the same fitting and I could have used the speaker. I ask you this, Richard Pascoe, and you are such a fan of Apple. Why did they do that? Uh, Where we put the lightning cable in now. Yes, um, and actually, for that speaker that you had, you, you, there, there is adapters that you could could have bought for it. But no, I, I, I can't. know. they I, said there was no adapter available at that time. There is now. Yeah, well, there you is know, now. And, and like how many? After, 20, yeah. 20 years after. What I'm yeah. saying, I ask you the question again, Richard. I want to be a probing yeah. journalist. Yep. Why did Apple do that? It's all about change, Paul. Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. You know, I, I you know. What really scares me at the moment uh, as well, and this is going to relate to it as well, is that the European Union want Apple to, with the cable you've got at the moment that goes into your phone, they want that changed again to a USB-C oh. cable. Because, look, what they've done, oh, is, this to, is this to help us with the fact that you, if I go to bed and I want to listen to some beautiful music or listen to Fab FM, right? If I go to bed and want to listen to Fab FM, I've got to pull out the charger to put my earphones in. How ridiculous is that? I know. But the European Union at the moment want to do it because they say if everybody is on, everybody is on USB-C, there'll be less charges have to be run around in the world, which will be good for the environment. And here's a big segue back, mate. Greta Thunberg, a happy girl. All right. Now, but but what what do they actually want to do? Will this help me with charging and listening in at the same time? Uh, it'll end up mean you'll have another adapter for the other things that you've got oh, lying around God. at the moment. You need an adapter on an adapter. No. And, and Apple are going to fight this one, which I think is well within their rights, because we've had enough of this yes. change. Spoken by Richard Pascoe for Apple. That's it. So, yeah. Yeah, you love Apple. We we know you love Apple. That's fine. Oh, I, lo- I love Microsoft. I love Google. I right. love Facebook. Do you love me? 
I love you, Paul. Too. Thank you. I love you. you. I love you too. Yep. Hey, you better it's, give it's us your like, web. It's like a, it's like a, you're my best friend, Paul. Oh uh, well, you're you're my second best friend. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll, I'll live with that mark for a long time, folks. But yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, until Ralph dies. <laughs> yes. When he dies, you'll be my best friend. That's it. So yeah. And we've actually got T-shirts, folks. Number one and number two. Yes. So, yeah, I, I wear the number two with with pride. Yes, Ralph. We're talking about is Ralph Hadzik in Adelaide. He's my best friend. Richard is my second best friend. But as soon as he dies, as soon as they put him in the casket, <laughs> you're my best friend. Yep. We'll go to his funeral and say, "Sucked in. I'm number one now." There you so, go. Yeah. And he'd come back go. if he could. You know that. He now. Would too. What's your website? Head over to talktech.com.au. Get all those instructions how to make sure everything doesn't load at startup. Catch you next week, hopefully, fingers crossed. You will catch me next week, Paul. See you, mate. See you, mate.